This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is brought to you by Audible. If you're listening to this podcast right now, then I'm going to assume that you would also enjoy listening to audiobooks. Whether you're interested in business, history, comedy, science fiction, or romance, Audible has thousands of titles for you to choose from. We want you to try out Audible for free, so if you head to our link, you'll get a 30-day free trial and a free book. So go to audibletrial.com slash localhustlerspodcast to redeem your trial today. Again, that's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E, trial.com slash localhustlerspodcast. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast, East Valley Locals. Get connected with small businesses near you and dive deep into their stories, mindset, and motives. Entrepreneurs everywhere. Get ready to be inspired by business owners, entrepreneurs, and hustlers that you can relate to and learn from. And now, your hosts, Dallin Huso and Ridge Waldberg. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers Podcast. This week, we're super excited to be here with Frankie Pena of AZ Life Apparel. How's it going, Frankie? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. Super excited. Yeah, we're super excited to have you. Um, Obviously, we're super excited to uh, get into the brand, kind of let our listeners know all about what it's about. Um, But before we jump into that, why don't you take a couple of seconds and give us a quick background on your life? Yeah, man. So, um, born and raised uh, here in Arizona, in Phoenix. Um, you know, went to school here, and then um, after high school, um, you know, decided to see if I could make it on my own and move out to California. Um, so I moved to uh, moved to LA. Plus, actually, uh, lived in LA for a couple of years, and then in Anaheim. Um, for about another about another year there, um, but yeah, man, just wanted to kind of see if I could you know go out there, uh, make it on my own. Um, just kind of like obviously had a really good time there. Um, came back with fa- you know due to family, um, you know obviously my my family's here. Wanted to make sure that I came back and um, and you know planted my roots here. Just kind of move forward from there. Awesome. Um, tell us a bit about that move to California, leaving your family and friends, all your roots here in Arizona. Was that a hard decision to make or was it pretty easy to do? No, definitely. It was really hard. I mean, obviously, you know, um, family is huge and I wanted to take that opportunity to, to go out there. You know, it was kind of cool because a lot of my um, friends and family, they saw it as like, now I got a free place to stay when I go to L.A. or California, when I go to the beach. Yeah. Um, so I'd always have them, they would just drive up, you know, it wasn't that long and stay with me. Um, and then we would, you know, I would just kind of take them around to some places that I saw, but yeah, man, it was, it was definitely difficult. Um, you know, when you're going there and you're just moving anywhere and you really don't know too many people, I mean, you're just making moves on your own, trying to figure things out. And, you know, you really realize like the support that you have from friends and family. Um, you know, when you go somewhere on your own, you really don't have that. You just, it's just you. Uh, kind of pushing and driving yourself to make it, you know, like I said, make it happen. So, um, yeah, hard, tough decision. Um, but you know, I'm very glad that I, that I did that. Um, I think it helped me out a lot, especially within the position I'm in right now with the brand. Yeah, for sure. No, like you said, you don't always notice the positive impact and influence family and friends can have on you until it's gone. So it sounds like they uh, played a big role in, in where you are in life. Um, for sure. tell us a bit more about what you did in California. Did you get a job? Yeah. Man. So, um, you know, back in the day, fast and furious, you know, just hooking up your car, bought in your car out was obviously just huge. Um, so 
I was actually driving parts back and forth from Phoenix to um, from from LA to Phoenix and kind of back and forth. And I ended up going to the spot called Extreme Dimensions. And what they are is like a manufacturer for um, car parts, but like the exterior of the body. So they make like the front bumpers, the back, the sides, the you know spoilers, um, everything that makes it look a little bit more like probably like just like lower to the ground makes it look a little bit more um, just a little extra there. And so I ended up you know always talking to the owners when I pick up, and um, you know it just had that really cool vibe to them, man. Like family, like come in, very welcoming. You know, I eat lunch with them. It was pretty cool, and. Um, you know, one time they just asked me, he's like, hey, you know, have you ever thought about moving out here? And I was like, you know, kind of, but not really. He's like, well, if you ever decide to, like, you know, I definitely would bring you on. Um, you know, I like that. Like, I've seen your work ethic, hustler, like you communicate well, like, you know, we're a growing company and I need to, you know, kind of keep growing it. And, you know, if that opportunity comes about, man, like, let me know, like, we'll bring you on. And so at that point, like, it really got in my head, like, you know what, like, I could actually move out here i would already have a job you know um ended up meeting some people through that same company and uh met a dude that was looking for a roommate as well so it just kind of all started lining up from there wow that's cool tell us a bit about this new company kind of what your role was working for them yeah man so they were just uh blowing up with like sales they couldn't keep up with their calls so um what they had currently was just um they had like ads out and they had, you know, customers like retail customers calling in and those customers would say like, Hey, I saw on your website, you know, I've got, um, you know, I got a Lexus, whatever GS, I want the front bumper or whatever that is. And they would just, those, uh, you know, those agents would just go ahead and ring them up basically and then ship it to them, you know, directly to their house or to their body shop. Well, this company wanted to start up like a wholesale side of things. So they wanted to, they had a bunch of shops calling them saying, Hey, like I want to set up, you know, I'll send you my business license and, you know, I want a discount and, you know, I want to keep on going through you guys. Cause I get a lot of these cars coming in here wanting these things and I want to offer your product. So I went ahead and I set up that whole wholesale program for them, which is me and another dude. And we were just cranking out. Like I was on the phone back to back to back, just setting up accounts. Um, you know, people were just ordering, like, I mean, you know, they were ordering like, thousands of dollars worth of body kits at a time so it was pretty cool man to be a part of that just kind of building a a startup company oh yeah i'm sure um what do you think it was that they saw in you because you essentially went from delivering parts to a, a pretty important sales position um so what was it within you know your personality or your interactions with them that they you know wanted to take this risk on you and and put you in uh such an important sales position for the company yeah, I think one of the things is that I was just easy to talk to. So, like, you know, I would come in and, you know, I, I kind of really clicked with a lot of them really fast. Um, I think they just saw that that, that I would be a good teammate. And then um, I would always talk to the owner. And he would always just ask me some just questions here and there, like, how's it going with, you know, personal, like, you know, personal life. And, you know, he was just very uh, personable. And I think through those conversations, he could tell that like, hey, this dude has the gift to kind of just talk. And he's and then so he told me, like, basically, he's like, hey, if I could teach you, you know, what to do as far as pricing wise and then, you know, basically our company motto, 
He's like, I feel like you could talk to anybody and make those sales and build those relationships. And really when you're selling wholesale, it is about building relationships because I would talk to the same people all the time. So it's a little bit different than just talking to the same person or one person calling in and saying, hey, can I buy one thing? And then they were kind of gone from there. I think that that's kind of like, you know, just reflecting back, like obviously by him just doing that small talk every time I came, he was really kind of getting to know me and figuring out like, hey, is this the type of person I could, you know, I could actually work with? And, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of, you know, where it came from. Sweet, sweet. Well, so much of business is sales. Were there a couple of key things that you learned, you know, from the sales position that has transitioned over to what you're doing now, even though there's such a big difference in what you were selling? Um, did you see anything that, that you learned there that's really benefited you now? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think like, um, I think when you're doing sales, you know, you're always kind of talking about like, hey, what's in it for that person? Um, and so you want to add value. And I remember um, sitting next to the sales guy and, you know, he just couldn't get anywhere with this person. Like um, this person, like he was trying to get them to buy more, obviously. Yeah. And they were like, no, no, you know, price, price, price. They kept pushing back on price. And then he was like, hey, like outside of price, man, like he just, I just remember listening to him. He just took a pause and he was like, outside of price, like, what do I got to do to earn your business? And I think like that question right there really kind of resonated with me because it was like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to just talk about the product. I'm not going to just talk about, you know, the price, how I can give you a discount or beat this other company's price. Like, I want to know like, hey, like, what is it that I can do to earn your business on a different level? And so I think like sales, like just being around those guys, like really helped me out a lot. Just understand like the bigger scope of sales. And like, it's not just, Hey man, take a look at this. You know, it's on sale. Do you want to buy it or not? Kind of thing. Awesome. Awesome. Um, you've talked a bit about family and friends and the support they provide. Um, and now, you know, people at work and, and the support that they've been to you. How important is it for you or just for people in general to have, you know, positive influences around them, people that are going to support you and lift you up as a person? Yeah, man. It's like, it's, 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 it's crucial. Like, you know, if you're trying to, or if you have someone that's trying to, <clears throat> build up something that they are passionate about whether it be like for you like your like the pod for me the clothes you know the apparel like the brand itself you know but then you if you have somebody that's not supporting you maybe telling you all the negatives or maybe telling you like hey there's there's no future in it or whatever it is like that is going to be devastating to you um long term so yeah, I'm very, very fortunate, man. Like, I have nothing but support around me. Like, I mean, I just talked to you about it. Like, right now, it's like, hey, sometimes I got to make sacrifices to get up super early in the morning just so I can make sure that I can be here for my family, you know, when they wake up. Or sometimes I'm, you know, at the warehouse super late at night, you know, when they're sleeping. So it's like all about just managing your time um, as well as having that good support system. It's like, you know, I could easily just be like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm going to go and be there all day. And, you know, this right. that takes a toll on everybody else. I think that's when people start to flip and say like, hey, man, I can't continue to support this because you're taking, you're not really giving. So it's really, a, you know, that give take kind of scenario. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I'm sure we've all had or do have people in our lives that have, you know, whether they mean well or not, um, haven't been super positive about our goals and the things we want to do in life and and tend to drag us down in one way or another how do you kind of balance 
I guess, you know, loving those people that are still close to you, but also, you know, keeping your distance and making sure that the people closest to you are the ones that are going to support you um, and actually want to lift you up. Yeah, man. You know, I think we kind of grow up and as we continue to get older, you're going to see which friends are going to be like supporting you and which ones are maybe kind of just still doing their own thing and not really growing. And, you know, personally, like I've definitely had some friends where, you know, I understand their, you know, what they're doing and, you know, it may not be like the same vision that I have. Um, so at some points, you know, obviously like you just kind of stop, you're not hanging out as much or you're not talking as much because you're just not really, you're not on that, on that same page anymore. Um, but the cool thing is, is like through this, man, I get to meet a lot of different people, you know, even now they're not selling t-shirts or they're not in the apparel, you know, um, kind of line, of, like that same line that I'm in. Um, they're still like moving forward with their own business. I have a couple of close friends too. that, man, they're just grinding it out every single day. And so like, I totally, you know, we're on the same page when we talk about like, whether we're tired or whether we got to go and do X, Y, and Z. It's like, yeah, man, like I had to go, you know, and so versus saying like, yeah, man, I got to sleep in, you know, I got to do this, you know, I didn't really do much. It's like those things are just, just aren't available anymore from this type of uh, work that we do. Love it. Love it. Um, so you're working the sales job in California. Now you're here in Arizona with this apparel brand. What happened between now and then that, you know, sparked this idea um, to grow this apparel company? Yeah, man. I mean, obviously there's a, there's a lot that was in between there, but, um, you know, I, I went and really decided to, and I came back, got the corporate, you know, went to the corporate life, uh, was able to kind of, you know, move into leadership there. Um, and I've always just had this side piece of me that just is very like wanting to do more. Um, you know, I have an artistic side, like, to, you know, I used to like to draw a lot and really big into like just streetwear. And so I really wanted to kind of see if I could kind of combine those two. Um, but obviously you need to pay the bills. You know, there's stuff that you start to get yourself into and, um, you know, you want to be able to live on your own and provide for your family. Um, I think there's some jobs out there that definitely help you do that. Uh, but at the same time, too, I think you could definitely, you know, focus on your dream or what you're really passionate about. And maybe, you know, turn that into a full time gig as well. So. Yeah, man, just kind of like going through going through the corporate world um, at the same time too, just pushing and making sure that you don't lose sight of like what makes you happy in your dreams. So. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I love seeing people combining their passions for you with streetwear and art and putting that together to something that can become a side hustle and even a full-time job. Um, how long was this process from the initial idea to actually, you know, getting started? Yeah, so... I think, you, uh, you know, for me, I started off just making some designs and putting them on T-shirts. I think like, you know, a lot of people think it's like, hey, you just get the design and you put it on the T-shirt and you're good. And you can probably sell a bunch, but that's just not it, man. Like, I remember my first one where I was like, man, this is going to be so fire. Like, everybody's going to buy it because I loved it. And then I went out to try and sell it and I sold like a couple. And I just had like a bunch of just T-shirts with the same design on it. So it really made it difficult to try to like, you know, move forward with that because it's a little bit discouraging. Um, but then, but then I got into, you know, obviously staying focused um, and really just kind of kept at it with like the different ideas and designs. Um, and then really, you know, I kind of started looking into like, how can I do this myself? Like make the t-shirts myself. Yeah. So I uh, just did a bunch of YouTube, um, you know, just looking online, talking to people, and then I just started messing around with like the equipment and actually making the t-shirt 
Um, and then this way you can kind of test it in the market to see if people like it before you buy like 50 of the same design and just sit on them, you know? So um, that's kind of like really how it originally started was just kind of keep coming up with designs. You get a stack of designs. And at that point you can kind of, you know, really try to put a collection together. Yeah, that's cool. Um, before we jump too far into the brand, why don't you tell us for someone who's never seen it before, um, you know, how would you describe the brand to someone in a couple of sentences? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, for sure. So uh, the brand is described as um, some, you know, everybody here is um, living their own life, like their own version of their Arizona life, whether you're, you know, someone that goes out, you're hiking, you're running, like you're real active outside, or whether you're just chilling, gaming inside all day. Um, you know, um, I'm really also passionate about a lot of like the street art, um, graffiti, you know, um, there's a lot of local businesses, you know, that, that are, um, you know, family owned. And I feel like Arizona is just growing so fast. Um, and it's, you know, it's building the culture. So it's just really a way to represent the culture, um, with different designs. Um, cause like, you know, in the morning I could go hiking and then the afternoon, you know, you can go out, hang out and then at night. Um, you know, you can be, you know, going about town and just kind of doing different things. And I feel like I have a different shirt or different like outfit for each part of your, of, of what you're doing throughout your day while you can represent Arizona. And it's definitely like a, a talking piece as well. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's versatile then. There you go, man. I should, that's what I should just, uh, just to sum it up. It's versatile. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I just saved you a lot of time in the future. Um, Talk to us about some of the struggles and sacrifices that you've had to make. Obviously, you know, starting any sort of business is hard, but especially in this industry, there's so much competition, so hard to get up off the ground. So talk to us about what you've had to go through to get the brand to where it is. Yeah, and like, I think whenever you start a business, it's just a ton of sacrifices. Um, and that's why that support system is so important that we talked about a little bit earlier. But I'd say like one of them for sure is like money. So, you know, obviously starting a business takes a lot of money. And believe me, like there's times where I think like, man, I could definitely put this money and do something different or, you know, take this vacation or whatever it is. Um, so, you know, there's definitely a huge sacrifice there. And then we talked about, uh, we're going to talk about time because like, you know, you just don't have any more time at all. Um, and so you really got to manage that time, you know, whether you have to wake up, you know, extra early or stay up late. Um, you know, it's all about <clears throat> making sure that, you know, you do put yourself, you got to push yourself, you know, or else it's just not going to, you know, happen. I actually saw, I was watching something the other day and, um, you know, someone said like, Hey, uh, you know, what you get out of it is what you put in it. And a lot of times, you know, it's easy. Like we talked about it to sleep in. It's easy just to say like, oh, I'll do it later. And in order for you to get the output that you want, like you just can't do that. Um, and so that's kind of like, you know, a huge sacrifice right there is just continuing to push yourself, push yourself. Do you spend more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? Then call Flamingo Pools today. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools will take care of you. Honest, reliable, and innovative. Just a few of the many good things Flamingo Pools customers have to say about them. Ask them about their mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. 
Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and you'll get your first month of maintenance completely free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. Yeah, and, uh, another one too is like the sacrifice with your, your friends and even like family as well. Like yeah. Friends, you'll... You know, they're going to kind of say like, oh, you don't hang out anymore or you're too busy or um, you'll get less calls, text messages. You may even see online that they're, you know, somewhere where you used to go and hang out or you want you wanted to go. But like you're obviously trying to maybe maybe meet a deadline or you're trying to like get something like launched. And yeah. so you got to really kind of sacrifice that time. But, you know, um, you, know, you got to be kind of like headstrong for that and obviously you know you're gonna have friends that are gonna support you and understand and you're gonna have some friends that are just gonna kind of fall off so and frankie did you have a mentor in this process that was helping you manage time and help you manage these uh, struggles that every entrepreneur goes through not at the very beginning Mm -hmm. um at the very beginning it was um you know just me talking to friends and family um but there was a time where i did uh and i do still have you know starting to get like that mentor with for this type of you know within this industry Mm -hmm. that's great i want to go back to something you said earlier you mentioned that uh, when you lived in anaheim you spent some time at the beach yeah and that uh, that time chilling at the beach kind of helped you gain a vision you want to talk a little bit about that process and and how that vision has uh, played out into reality yeah so everywhere that you go whether you're you know here any anywhere that you're walking like for me, like I'm always looking at like what people are wearing. Yeah. And so when I would go to the beach, you know, it's it's like just this iconic vibe that everybody has there, and especially like in SoCal. So, you know, I got a lot of inspiration there because you would see people from wearing all kinds of different stuff and all kinds of different brands. And back then, like one of the big brands there was like Rogue Status or uh, DTA. So they became famous because Rob Deerdeck wore them a lot and Robin big. Um, but anyway, so like when I was there, like, man, you, people riding skateboards, riding their bikes. Um, and I would just be on the beach, you know, just people watching. Um, and I was just seeing what people were like wearing together with their shoes, with their hats, you know, how they were wearing it. Um, and I really didn't get that here just yet, you know? And so, um, also too, is like, you're just, I always try to take a look at my surroundings, like the sunset, um, you know, what, you know, um, palm trees, yeah. you know, all this different stuff. And like, how can I incorporate like that same feel within uh, apparel? Um, so yeah, like the beach was, you know, going down there, like huge inspiration for sure. That's great. Something else you mentioned that I really like, we were talking about the different sacrifices you made. You mentioned money and time and you talked about with time that you can't get that back. And so that ends up being like the biggest sacrifice you can make. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs would rather sacrifice time than money. But when you think about it, like you mentioned, money, you can get back in a way. You can work and get that money, but whatever time you sacrifice, you can never get that time back. So I think it might seem easier to say, you know, I'll just sacrifice my time and do this so I can, you know, save up this money and not, you know, not hire someone else to do this or whatever. But but having that mindset of, of my time is my most valuable asset and that's something I can never get back. I think that's that's a really important thing. Have you always had that mindset? Is that something that you kind of learned along the way? I haven't always had that mindset. No, uh, it's it's come now more than ever now that I actually have this business and it's thriving. Yeah, 
Um, I'll give you like an example. It was like um, just this past week and last month, it was just a very busy time for the business with it being the holidays. Um, and so, you know, you want to spend time with your family. You want to spend some time with friends. Um, you want to be home relaxing. Um, and so I had to figure out like, how do I continue to go to the warehouse and make this happen um, and be successful and also spend this time with, you know, my family and friends. So I would wake up at like four o'clock in the morning, go there wow. till eight in the morning um, and then come home and um, make sure that I was there for like when people woke up and stuff and I'd bring breakfast or whatever sometimes, and, you know, and like then just get your, get your day started. But yeah, I think like it kind of just happened because I was like, if I still, if I keep waking up at 8 a.m. and then I, you know, I got things going on here, you know, because I still have a full-time job um, and that I'm, that I'm working at. And then obviously, too, you want to spend time with family afterwards, like you're going to get tired. And then you're going to, it's really easy to lay down. Yeah. And so all of a sudden it's nine o'clock and it's 10 o'clock and you're like, I'm not going to go to the warehouse, you know, <laughs> like I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. That's costing you a ton of money right there because now at one point, like that's really bad customer service because if someone orders something, uh, you know, and Amazon's kind of ruined this with Prime, they want it tomorrow yeah they want it now and so like i learned that early on and i had that mindset of like if someone orders something they've decided to spend money with me like that is so valuable that like now i have to hurry up and get it to them asap to give them that great customer service and you know just that experience um so i just it really came it really came about when like i started the business i started getting orders and then i had that mindset like i need to get this to these people and i need to make it happen no matter what whether it's four o'clock in the morning or 12 o'clock at night, like you have to figure it out. Um, and then you all, I can't ignore my family and friends. Yeah. So that's kind of like where that really came into play before it was, I think you really go into it with like a money aspect of things mm-hmm. like, Oh, you know what? Like I can find this cheaper or whatever that is, or, you know, hi, you know what I'm saying? Look how much money I save by not hiring someone, but you were there at work all day, every day. <laughs> and so right. it's, it's a lesson learned. Yeah. Cool. How's it been balancing your full-time job with your clothing company? Yeah, um, it's tough, you know, because I really enjoy my full-time job. I get something that, like, I do. I definitely have learned a ton in. I'm a leader there, so, I mean, I get to work with people. I get to give them ideas. I get to um, lead initiatives. Um, and so it, the, the apparel comes from, like, the, creative, like the cre- creativity piece of it. I really enjoy that part of it, mm-hmm. and I maybe don't get that as much in, like, more of like a numbers driven performance driven kind of um environment um and that's what i needed yeah. like because uh, you know growing up drawing growing up around art you know you know just loving seeing graffiti and stuff like that like you don't get that in the corporate world <laughs> um and so like um and i think in order for me just to be like happy and a better person like i need that outlet mm-hmm. um and so it's definitely difficult but in the long run like for me personally, I think like it's really helped me out just be that that better person all around and not be maybe like unhappy with not being able to have that outlet. Right. So that so it out- sounds like, oh sorry. So it sounds like they support and sustain each other. Like the mm-hmm. you know your full time job and your and your t shirt apparel company, uh, they complement each other in a way that drive different passions that you have and mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, I think like right now they do. I think, you know, I'm going into my third year of the apparel brand um, and it's grown so much. So like, obviously, like there's going to get a point to where I have to make a decision. Um, 
and you know obviously i'm not i'm not there just you know i'm not there yet um but i want to make sure that i do give a hundred percent to both i know it's hard to say like hey if you're not giving eight hours to something then you're not giving a hundred percent but like i don't know if that's true or not because like i still feel like i am like you know, i do maybe miss a couple opportunities with the apparel brand but like at the end of the day i they maybe just come a little bit later right um and i still make time for them um but yeah also too is like you get to a point where like you have bills you got to pay like i i can't like you know obviously you got mouse you know mouse defeating so it's it's very you know if you ever if you're working a full-time job and you have something that's growing you really want to play it smart you know i think there's a lot of people you see online just saying just do it go for it you got this but they're all in reality is like if i don't bring home a certain amount of money a month like i don't got this <laughs> <laughs> we don't ha- we don't have this um, and so like i'm being very strategic with that to make sure that like hey i'm not you know giving less to my day job and i'm making sure this is still growing and whether i need to pay someone to help me like on a daily basis then again that's where time comes into play uh, i may be a, you know out a little bit of money but it's for the future and, yeah. and, and for, you know, the overall picture. So cool. And that's what I was going to say too, just how it seems like it's a healthy combination. Do you know what you want to do moving forward? Like if it does continue to grow, do you want to, to take this on full time or have you, are you just kind of waiting until you get to that point until you make that decision? Yeah. So I do have, you know, I've been to actually the beginning of this year, I, I reflected on last year and all the numbers, you know, you kind of take everything that came into play. Yeah. And so it was like, you know, like you, so we saw 300% growth. Wow. Um, and so, you know, we have online sales, we have sales through our retailers and I, I even put a stop to really trying to push, uh, adding retail partners just because of the way the economy is. Yeah. Um, and, um, I don't want to take on extra that I can't do possibly. Like, I don't want to just give somebody 50% or whatever that is. So, um, just taking a look at that, I'm like, oh, how can I continue to grow? Like, what do we got going on here? Like, what do I need to do? And so, uh, early in my, when I started in 2019, I signed up with Phoenix Fashion Week. So um, the owner, Brian Hill, and he has, you know, really helped guide me. Like, because you don't, you don't realize the business side of building like a brand. You always see either like, are you the creative or are you like the web designer? Mm-hmm. You don't know that like, hey, when you go to someone that owns a store, like you need to come prepared. Like you can't just bring a shirt and be like, hey, you want to buy like 10 of these, you know? And so um, there's a lot of structure involved. And so right. he really opened my eyes to that. He, you know, he, I went through a, a digital boot camp, oh. and, um, you know, actually that was pretty fun too. So there you're up against like other brands. Yeah. And whether it be like t-shirts, jewelry, like whatever it is, like, he wants to, or we're looking at like the overall structure of it. Um, and so I think he really comes with it like well with the approach of it. And so it's not a popularity contest. It's more like, hey, I'm going to give you assignments every week. And how did you do on those assignments? Like, you know, and so that's really how it's kind of get graded. But anyways, I ended up winning that. Um, and so like after that, it's like more mentor time with me. Cause he's like, Hey, at the end of the day, like you put in, I mean, the other, the other people did a ton of work. They did a really great job. I, you know, I think like maybe I was just a little bit further ahead cause I already had the website built at that point. Um, so I was, already, I was almost there. They were just barely starting up, but, um, he's helped mentor me. And now we're talking about like bringing on some part-time people. And now we're talking oh, cool. about like, 
hey like what do you got to do to make this and this happen so so i can kind of like push it out um and make sure it gets done cool can you talk to us a bit more about like uh retail versus online why you decided to go to retail why you are kind of holding back on that like for for someone that's wanting to start a company or does have a company like the pros and cons of of both of them yeah so i was actually at a um I think it was, a, it was a spring show that was um, hosted by Local First. And so Local First, I'm a member. And so, you know, you can sign up. And so I had a booth there. And a couple walked up to me and they were like, hey, we own Sibley's in Chandler. Um, are you guys familiar with Sibley's West in Chandler? Uh, no. It's in downtown Chandler. So it's a, it's actually like a shop. Um, it's in like a strip. And they carry a lot of like Arizona, like, like I guess, like if you're looking to take some like novelty you know, you would go there and get it. And so I was gotcha. just like, at first I saw it as like a novelty shop and I was just like, you know, that's not what I'm going for. <laughs> um, but once I got more into it and I saw like Sibley's, their actual, what their structure is cool. They only sell um, products that are made by local people. Mm. So like everybody in every product in there is made, you know, by a company here. And I, when I heard, I heard that, I was like, man, that's cool. Like, I think that right there is like, I don't know, says a lot about them. Yeah. And then obviously I saw some other apparel in there. You see some other local brands and I was like, you know what? Like, I think I could do this. Um, so I went there and I brought all the, you know, stuff they learned like in Phoenix Fashion Week. Um, and, I, you know, I brought all my styles, my line sheets and everything like that. And the owner just started picking that out. And so like, that was my first taste of like, you know, kind of getting that set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Like I can do this. And then I just started going around town looking at other like retailers and um and then online and then i don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, mark from rooster bus yeah i know rooster bus <clears throat> so i messaged mark and i was like hey i'd love to talk to you and see if i could get some hats in your store and he was just like no nah, i'm good you know <laughs> yeah, mark is cool man like i love how straightforward he is and like he's never gonna like lead you down the wrong yeah, path waste right your time. he's not gonna waste your time at, at all and so we just kept in touch and then finally, you know, I think, I don't know what had happened. Maybe just me posting and constantly kind of like keeping like a, you know, a little bit of a contact there. Uh-huh. He's like, Hey, why don't you come down and show me your hats or whatever it is. So I can't, you know, I brought like a box of hats and I was all happy. And then he just bought them on the spot. Really? Yeah. And I was just like, this is awesome. You know? And so I was like, okay, like let's, let's hype this up then. Um, and so like between Sibley's rooster bus and online orders, I was dedicating a ton of time to making it happen. Yeah. Um, and so I knew right there, like, hey, I reached my limit. I don't want to keep going out and getting, um, you know, more retailers that I could possibly, like, mess up a relationship with. Right. Um, and then COVID kind of, like, really settled in, you know, obviously, um, early, mid to, like, 2019. And so, like, online sales just exploded. I mean, like... Uh, I went from maybe like a few orders a day to like 10 to 20 to like 30 orders a day. Wow. So it was, yeah, it was, it was just insane. Um, and so I really put a lot of focus to like online because obviously people were shopping online at that point. They were just at home, you know, getting the Trump money um, and then just, you know, spending it online. Yeah. So, you know, get, <laughs> so it was, it was pretty cool. So the, the operation side of that, just the shipping um, and packaging, all that, I'm sure it took a ton of time if you're getting 20 to 30 orders a day and it's just you. Yeah. 
so again, like I went to YouTube and I was like, how do you, you know, get a shirt, you know, going or whatever that is. And I got yeah. a couple of friends that are, um, that I know uh, that are in, you know, um, screen printing business, mm-hmm. but the downfall of screen printing business, especially when you're early on is like, you can't stack up a bunch of stuff that you don't know what's going to sell. Yeah. Like that's just, you know, like you're going to really like, I, I've seen, um, like some young apparel brands come up and they do that because I think that's the only way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go out of business because they're sitting on all this inventory. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I remember the first shirt I made, I was like, man, this thing's going to sell like crazy. I didn't sell hardly any. <laughs> but the good thing is I didn't print a bunch of them, you know? Um, so, obviously, I got the heat press. Um, I just researched the heck out of that. So, I bought that. That was almost like a G out of my pocket there. Um, and then I just watched YouTube and watched people learn how to do it. And then I, and then I researched the different inks. Because I think when people think that you're pressing a logo on, it's cheap. But technology has brought it to where like you have the ability to um, use different inks um, to transfer on now it's not just vinyl it's not just like kind of cheap inks anymore you can really get into like expensive plastisols and stuff Uh so i you know i went that route and i went with like the highest quality i could find yeah um and i just started printing like crazy stuff was crooked like you know like it was all messed up in the beginning but um but yeah, that's that's kind of like the production side of things. Like, and then I learned how to obviously like you got to ship stuff. You got to take it to the post office. Like on my lunch breaks, I was going to the post office, dropping off stuff, um, just trying to make it work. So yeah, that's like another beast in itself. And right. the production side of things, yeah, yeah, like that takes up a lot of my time. Uh huh. I'm sure. For someone that's you know wanting to get started with a clothing brand, there's so you just remind me there's so many decisions you have to make in terms of the type of printing you do, like the type of shirt you want to do, where you're gonna price it. Where would you point someone in the right direction to kind of like start, not even to make the decision, but to know what your options are for all of that sort of stuff? Yeah, um, I didn't know, what, you know. So I, when I, in the very beginning, I was like, I know there's a ton of different shirts out there because I was looking it up and like yeah. you can go to, let's just say, if you don't have a business license yet and you want to get into the apparel, you know, um, brands and, and, and you know, you want to dive into it. I suggest that you go online, you go to jiffyshirts.com. I don't know if you guys have heard of this yep, or not, yep. but you can buy them and they're, they're, they're at a discount. And it's like, now I can, I, I bought like a handful of just different brands of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I got all these different ones and I started just kind of feeling them out. That's what I would suggest someone does is like, don't just go to one, like that because you feel another brand uses it. Like you need to do like the product research and put it on, wear it, wash it. And then figure out if this is what, because like you're literally going to be, someone's going to be spending their 20, 30, $40 on it. The last thing you want to do is give them a shirt that falls apart in the washer. Um, and so like, make sure you do that. There's plenty of websites. I mean, that's just one of them. There's, there's a few more. You can just buy them at discount. Um, and definitely just, you know, even buy a couple and give one to your friend. I mean, they're like, you know, they're a few bucks. Um, so that's what I've always done is I always like just buy a bunch at a time, different brands. Um, and then just kind of figure out like how I can incorporate that within to my, into my, uh, collections. Mm-hmm. Cool. One more question on the retail side. So obviously you're making less money when you sell to a retailer and then they, they sell it. But like when I see your brand, like, Oh wow, they're in retail already. I think it gives you some, some brand awareness as well. Does that outweigh, um, <coughs> the profits or would you rather focus more on online because you're getting more profits there? Yeah, so with online sales, 
you got to think about like this too. Like in order to get online sales, you have to drive traffic to your website. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do that organically, like you're spending some money somewhere. So technically, like it's not like I'm making more on the retail side, maybe a little bit, but I'm putting money into marketing, into like sponsored ads, right. into people like going out and talking to other people, maybe like handing out flyers. Yeah. So there's a cut right there. Where like on the you know when I'm send, uh, when I'm selling to the retailers yeah like I am selling plus but it's a lot easier because they could just be like hey give me ten of this size of this style like boom 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 and then now they see it yeah you, you know it's very marketable because now I don't have to do anything at that yeah. point they're selling it all yeah but there it's more like bulk at that point for sure um so like that right there I like because it's consistent month over month money mm-hmm. um, like they're you know those two retailers are always selling stuff month over month so gotcha. I can always depend on that cash flow to come in from them hmm. um, where online sales like it's just up and down up and down yeah well going into <coughs> online you talked about like the different types of, of marketing you do that what what are some things you do whether it's like paid ads or just social media what do you do to drive traffic to your website yeah so um I, you know, went to YouTube again and I looked up how to do Facebook ads. Yeah. Um, and so I started a Facebook business account and I just, Facebook ads, like they'll, if you don't know what you're doing, you could drain a ton of money into them. Mm-hmm. They're, Facebook, Facebook is there to take your money. They're not there to help you, you know, make a successful ad. Right. Let's, you know, like, I don't know if you guys know about this or not, yeah. but yeah. like, it's not like fun. Like that, that's why they have the boost button there. Because the boost button is not for someone that's savvy with making ads. Right. That's for someone to say, that's just like, let's go ahead and waste your money. <laughs> um, so be careful with boost, by the way, guys. But anyways, um, yeah, so I just watched a ton of YouTube on that again, like tutorials, tutorials, and I was like, okay. And I just started messing with it. The thing with like that, though, is like you need to, you need, almost need to mess up and put ads out there in order to collect data. You need like for, if you think that you're going to create an ad at the very beginning, it's going to do really well. Like you got to think again because there's so many things with Facebook ads, like of how you target. There's all these different groups, um, you know, and in order to be successful, gather the data, you know, just run like a, a normal ad, run it for like 30 days, I would suggest, and then get the, get all that information and then really drill down. But you're going to spend a lot of money there right, doing right. that. Uh, so it's money up front. Um, but that's the way that I learned is that I watched some, I watched some people do it and then it helped direct me a little bit more. Mm. And then like, if you, you know, I would suggest if anybody's like maybe a little bit less on like some money, just do some $5 ads, but just spread it out. I think people get upset when they don't see a return within three to seven business days. Yeah. They're like, I'm shutting them off. They shut it off. Yeah. Yeah. But you're not giving Facebook the ability to, um, actually send it to the best people based mm. off of who's, who's viewing it, who's clicking on it and so forth. Right. Um, so, I mean, I ran ads where like the first three days I didn't get anything. And then all of a sudden the back half, like it just slant, like it just, just goes crazy. Yeah. Um, and so, um, that's, that's, that's kind of like what I've learned so far from it, but I use Facebook ads heavy. That's how I drive traffic to my website. Yeah. Um, and obviously you can use it through Facebook and then you can kind of figure out through, it goes through Instagram as well. Um, you got to mess with like how the ad looks. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of different methods, you know, to success on that piece. And has, has there been any, you know, tricks or tips that you've learned along the way? Like, oh, it, I see a lot more success if I, you know, put this sort of content in the ad or use this sort of wording in the ad. Anything like that that you've learned along the way? Yeah, I think like one of my best ads, um, and it was weird because like obviously when you do ads, you're just throwing a dart, you know, at the board yeah, or whatever yeah. that is. Um, 
it was a just a, a picture on a white background of a shirt and then like a mask and i put oh and a hat and i put arizona's 2020 new fit and it had a design on it um with a snake that incorporated a snake and a cactus and that one for whatever reason like it just it just blew up and so i don't know if it was the way that I that ad that I put out there, I don't know if it was like the targeting because a lot of times I'll use the same targeting but a different ad and it doesn't work mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So I think it was a little, a little bit of a mixture of both, but like timing is huge as well. So I would I would just you know it's it's for me like for those that do Facebook as like as a business like marketing yeah. like I give them so much kudos because there's so much behind it and Facebook's going to be changing the rules with uh with iphone with the new iphone update right um so now you can choose like not to get ads while you're scrolling through like facebook and ig so that's going to be huge negative for people like myself and and e-commerce businesses for sure so like going into that world which is going to happen like any time now like i'm not sure so do you have any plans then moving forward to pivot or what you're going to do to to try to drive traffic yeah i think like you i just i gotta kind of learn like what's going to happen yeah you know i gotta kind of see like they're they're probably going to throw out some percentages i think like right now like um I think like right now they're trying to like throw that idea out there to maybe scare some people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but there's no, I don't know if there's an actual launch date on that. Like Apple right. and Facebook are kind of like button heads when it comes yeah. to this a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But I think, you know, once it kind of rolls out, you know, I just, you got to throw an ad out there and gather, gather the data from that. Cool. Cool. Talk to us about not so much marketing and advertising, but the branding side of things and just establishing yourself as a brand, because as a clothing company that takes time and with, with any sort of, especially in the fashion industry, like there's just this certain vibe of like, Oh, if you see other people wearing it, then you're more likely to to pay for it and buy that. So like, what have you done to try to brand yourself, establish yourself um, as one of these, you know, these Valley style brands? Um, You know, that's a really good question because like this, like just this past like month i asked myself like what am i you kind of got to go back to like when you started and when i started like i didn't want to be there's a big difference between being a t-shirt company and a brand yeah and i don't like you can get lost in that and i think i've gotten lost in that a little bit and like um i you know some companies and i get it like you got to make sales like again like you got to have make money to live i think it's very easy to go into the I'm a, I'm a t-shirt company from being a brand. Um, and so like now I'm going back because again, like I do, I, you know, I created this because of a outlet to be creative. I did this because like I wanted to create something that people were proud of to wear, to represent Arizona, but like in a way that's more, um, like in the streetwear kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And I felt like maybe I was getting away from that because I was like seeing sales and success. Right. Um, so you know, actually this year I'm going back and looking at some designs and some different things and making sure that I'm, I'm following like my original thought process to being like true to my brand mm-hmm. and not trying to create designs that people, cause you know, when you create a brand, people are always like, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you make this? Hey, if you did this, it was so like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, like, dude, like seriously, like <laughs> <laughs> you're the only one that's going to buy it. Let's be real. You know? <laughs> right. um, and it could be easy to be like, Oh, I'll make this. Cause I know this person's going to buy this or this design. Cause this type of person's going to buy it for sure. Spread yourself then like that. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I, I think like that's really what I'm focused on is more of like the branding side of things yeah. and making sure I'm staying true to that. Mm-hmm. And so like on that, you know, just to kind of answer your question is like, I, I think I've been able to try to get the right people, you know, in the right setting, wearing it, um, you know, you got to make sure that like you talk to the people that match your brand that have that style. 
um, or else you're not going to capture the people that you want. You're going to capture the people that you don't want. And then when you keep staying true to your brand and you're not creating, maybe that one design popped, but the other ones won't, they won't resonate with. Yeah. And then you're just going to die out. So I just really try to focus on like making sure I get the, the brand into the hands of the right people. Um, and then just really making sure that they understand by talking to them about it. Like I would go to first Fridays and I would talk about my brand, like, um, you know, to, uh, the people that fit. So in Phoenix fashion week, you create like this person that you, your ideal customer. Um, and so you say, Hey, this is a guy that's mid twenties. That's, you know, making a little bit, you know, more than minimum wage that likes to go to the bar after work, hang out with friends, likes to take small vacations around town, like likes to gamble a little bit, (laughs) you know, likes to skate, like whatever it is. Um, and you got to always have that picture of that person there for you in order when like when you're making a design like hey does it fit my ideal customer yeah because if it doesn't then you're getting off brand and so like that's you know i think like for me is like a huge focus point at this point is like making sure that like right now i'm creating like um uh like this collage of hey like i want to make sure my brand stays true to like these pieces of like what i'm seeing Right. So like you take a picture of like, you know, downtown Phoenix, you take a picture of like people hanging out in downtown Phoenix, you take a picture of, um, you know, just like wherever you're at, like you could, you could take a picture of like, you know, your favorite sneaker, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that is. And then like, you're just going to grab ideas from that. That's cool. I'm curious because it sounds like you're super passionate about growing this brand and staying true to the brand. What, what is your end goal? Is it to you know to grow this to a very well-known brand? Is it more on the financial side uh, or to free you up, free up your time and just have it grow no matter you know what the brand turns into? Or do you kind of have like an end goal in mind with this? Yeah, I think like when you first start, you don't really know where it's going to take you. Yeah, you know. So for me, starting year three, like there's a lot of questions still. Like I I started this in my garage, and so like um going into like in july of last year i got the warehouse so like you know that uh, a space outside of my garage because like i literally couldn't keep forcing inventory in there and like production pieces like in my garage people were like telling me like hey can i come by can i come by you'd only want so many people driving up to your house picking up something and leaving because <laughs> the neighbors are going to be like what's going on there right. <laughs> you know and so it's like I had to make a decision and then also too like orders for online was just you know going crazy so i think like right now like the end goal like to be honest with you like i don't have like an end goal like yeah. right now i'm just thinking like hey can year three what are my goals like on the retail side staying true to my brand and then just continuing to like scale it mm-hmm. um because i never thought that i would even have a warehouse for this product right, yeah um, but now it's like a full-blown you know, there's pallet rack, you know, I keep all your inventory in there, um, all the all tools and everything you need to make it, the production side. And then like, I even got like a little area, you know, like where you can chill and game it up and just talk and stuff like that. And for me, like, that was like, that was like an ultimate goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember like an ultimate goal was like, man, if anybody put my sticker on their car, like it's a wrap, dude, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm just going to call it a dub. Yeah, just walk right. away, like drop the mic. Uh-huh. And I see people with the sticker. I'm like, okay, let, let's go to another goal after this. That's you know, cool. um, another one was, I remember when I first started was like, man, if anybody ever sees uh, like somebody wearing a t-shirt of mine, just that I don't know, like I'm out, I'm done. I, I accomplished what I want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And I get those text messages all the time. People will take a picture. I'm like, dude, I just seen someone wearing your shirt over here, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no way. I don't even know who they are. Um, 
so it's it's really cool like those are all like the victories i think so it's like i don't know like end goal wise tough to say right now yeah yeah well i think it's cool i don't think you necessarily need an end goal i mean it works for some people but it's it's okay to have more short-term goals and then reach that and then you know reevaluate and set further goals and just one step at a time that can be a, a great way to move forward for some people yeah, I think ultimately it's just to keep growing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's just, uh, we're in a weird world right now. Like, I can't tell you, like, hey, I, you know, before I'd be like, hey, I want to grow my retail side of things, you know, like my, my, my business partners, but I don't know. Yeah. Because a lot of them are struggling. Um, you know, a lot of businesses are shutting down. I think, like, it's just, at this point, it's just making sure that I stay true to brand. Yeah, awesome. Okay, Frankie, well, uh, we don't want to take up too much of your day here. I know you're a busy guy. I got probably a bunch of orders to send out pretty soon <laughs> here. Um, before we close up, we got a, a little game we're going to play with you. Yeah. Um, so how it's going to work is we've got a list of 20 questions we're going to ask you. Um, it's going to be rapid fire, and you have a minute to see how many of them you can answer. Cool. So Let's do it. we will pull up the list. All right. Yeah, you can start us off. Hold on. In three, two, one. Dream vacation. Oh, I'd say Peru. First thing you'd buy if you won a million dollars. A house. Your favorite hobby. Gaming. Uh, if there was an Olympic competition for everyday activities, what activity would you have a good chance at winning a medal in? Ping pong. The song you've been jamming to lately. Um, I've been uh, heavy on the new Kid Cudi album. Uh, if you live to be 100, would you rather have the mind or the body of your prime self? Mind. <laughs> your favorite holiday? Christmas. Favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. Favorite fictional character? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Batman. Favorite smell? Chocolate chip cookies, fresh out the oven. Uh, what's your nickname? Oh, my nickname? I don't have a nickname. <laughs> it's just oh, Frankie. Yeah, uh, Frankie. Frankie. Yeah. Is Frankie your full name? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, my my real name is Francisco. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no one ever, like, you know, I don't even get, like, a Cisco. I don't even get anything cool from it. <laughs> it's always just been Frankie. So, right. Yeah. That's, That's funny. Cool. Awesome. So what, uh, tell us about Peru. Why Peru? I think, like, man, it's just, I think, you know, you get the, I, I've had the beach vibes. So mm-hmm. the beach for me, like, I love it. Like, if I were to pick, like, a small vacation, I would definitely go there. But, like, I think the culture of, like, Peru is just very interesting to me. Um and it just seems like it doesn't seem like something that's easy to like just go to. Yeah. So if like you said dream vacation, like obviously like I'm going to pick something that like is a little bit harder to obtain mm-hmm. um, versus like, you know, going to Diego or something like that. Yeah. It's just that hustle mindset you got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, love it. Well, as we're closing up here, why don't you uh, tell our listeners where they can find you if they want to check out some of your apparel? Yeah, for sure. Uh, everything's at AZ Life Apparel. Um, so azlifeapparel.com, um, the IG and the Facebook. Um, and I just actually started TikTok. Nice. Um, so it's all at AZ Life Apparel. Love yeah. it, love it. Got some yeah. great designs. I, I really love you mentioned that uh, cactus cool. with the snake on it. Yeah. But that's a sharp design. Yeah, that actually, really I don't know if you guys know, but I worked with uh, Corey from Park Street on that one. Oh, really? Yeah, so Corey is definitely um, someone that's helped my brand with some designs, and uh, I really appreciate He does some killer stuff yeah, for the Valley. Killer, it's a killer design. Um, yeah. But, yeah. And I love the logo on the beanie, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Is this the, with the palm with trees? Palm trees crossing. Yeah, dude, I get so much heat for that. Like, why don't you put cactuses? And I was like, man, like, 
when I grew up in Phoenix, dude, I woke up, like, if you look down the street, it's all palm trees. <laughs> like, you know, so that's kind of like where that vision came from. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then last thing before we close up, I know I have a little special discount, special offer for our listeners. Why don't you tell them about that? Yeah, uh, go online, azlifeapparel.com um, at checkout. Uh, go ahead and type in uh, local hustler and you'll get 15% off your order from there. Perfect. And we'll uh, post that on our social media as well so people can see that there. Nice. Okay. Awesome. Well, Frankie, thanks again for coming on. Learned a lot. Uh, yeah. Loved learning about the business and uh, super excited to see what, what you and the brand do moving forward from here. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Frankie. We'll see you. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Just a few things before we go. First off, if you or someone you know is an entrepreneur in the East Valley, we'd love to have you on the show. Please get in touch with us by emailing us at localhustlerspodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at localhustlerspodcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for the latest news and updates. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please take a few seconds to rate and review and hit that subscribe button. It lets us know how we're doing and helps us grow so we can reach more locals, entrepreneurs, and help small businesses grow. Thanks, guys.